Welcome. Today we will teach you how to grow your small business through marketing and stop, sales. Stop, 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 stop. We got the truth. We got the truth. This is not a normal business show and it's not taught in Harvard Business School. So leave your preconceived notions at the door because we're looking for the big truths of what makes a small business tick. We bravely lean into psychology, business, philosophy, religion, and more to learn from experts on how to create a healthy balance in life and business. I'm Joe Watkins. And I'm Travis Castle, serial entrepreneurs and your host. Not here to sell you a thing, just deliver the big truths of small business. Welcome, everybody. This is the Big Truths of Small Business. I'm joined by my co-host, Joe Watkins. Hey, hey. How you doing? Doing well. All right. Well, hey, look, it's good to be back, Joe. It's been a minute since we've been here together. It's been a minute. Been here a minute. Our listeners don't care about that. They don't care about that, right? We just decided they didn't before we hit the button. But just in case you do, it's good to be back. This is the show. Joe's going to love this. This is the show with no name. Hmm. The show with no name. This is the show where we reveal the learnings of all the other shows. How many episodes? What episode are we on, Joe? Uh, 40 something. No, we're not. It's 50. Is it 50 something? It's like 53. I'll look it up. While Joe's looking that up. Oh, by the way, we are on the big truths of smallbusiness.com. Oh, you can find us there. Big truths of smallbusiness.com is where you can listen to us and and subscribe. As well as all your podcast networks. So, as I was saying, uh, this show is the one where we're going to reveal. This is this is more of a reveal. Do you want a name, Joe? This is called the reveal. We're we're going to reveal what we have done with the all the learnings from the previous episodes. So, what what some listeners may not realize when you do a podcast, you uh, and you do some research, like like Joe and I do heavy research, right, Joe? And you go through this process of asking yourself questions, looking at these different topics. You come out the other side, you actually learn stuff, and then what do you do with it? Well, today we're going to talk about what we did with it. This is the 49th show. Oh, how about that? So we got to do something special for the 50th show. The 50th anniversary show is coming up. All right, so we're going to talk about some, some really, we're we're reflecting back is what we're doing. I, I, I'd like for you to pick some show names there, and let's let's talk about what we learned in that show and what we've done with that. You got to do something with it. You got to do something with it. And we're, we're, we are reflecting back here, and uh, we've had a great run here, inconsistent, um, but but good run, and uh, I, it's, it's changed our whole course here, our whole thinking around what our next 10, 15, 20 years looks like has altered out of this show. And rewind a couple years ago when we, I believe we started this in early 2020. That's right. It's right during COVID. And uh, man, I mean, I think COVID definitely altered course, but I think this show has altered our course and it all started from uh, the hard gospel song we did in Nashville in January of 2020, and that sort of registered with us, and it got in our our DNA a little bit, and and uh, it kind of flowed over into a few other songs we wrote, and and into these shows, and it really has been about for me why why 
are we doing what we're doing? Uh, because I felt like over my whole career, I've been running hard. But I'm not sure that I had a well-defined goal that I was running hard for. I'm throwing money in the bank. Obviously, I want to retire. I mean, there were some things out there, but they weren't well-defined. And, and at what point do you redefine why, what you're doing and reevaluate? Well, it had been a long time, I think, since I'd done that seriously in the kind of ways that we've done it because we've done it by breaking some subject matters down pretty deeply. Yeah, and we, uh, we, we've, had, we've had sort mm-hmm. of uh, on-air therapy, if you will. <laughs> we, we've, we've required, by asking some of the questions in the shows, we've required ourselves to think through it. And the only way you can do that is you personalize it. You say, well, if, uh, you know, we had a show in there, one of the shows, I'm not sure if, was that, was it entitled Act Two? What, what show? We had, we had about? one called, yeah. Not sure which number that is. It's probably somewhere in the 15, 20 range, I would guess. Um, and, and Act Two was about, you know, for us, middle-aged guys who are small business owners who are thinking about, you know, making a change or changing the way they do their business. Or, or changing that they're in that business, you know. Um, some people would call it a midlife crisis, but the show was about how do you do the second part of your life based on all the learnings from the first part of your life. Yeah, so what what, what were your, I mean, based on that, what do you think was an, an altering course out of that Act 2 show? Well, without a bunch of detail, I'm not a detail guy that remembers specifics. I remember kind of, general thoughts but but i think that started me down a path of thinking about first off when we say act two now i think in act two we actually said hey act two may not be the final act or there might be an act three here as well yeah, act two was definitely not the final uh, yeah act. it's not not the final act yeah. but it's certainly um act two begins with a bit of a loss of innocence in my mind and so what, what do I mean by that? You know, act one was discovering everything for the first time. You know, uh, I want to be in this business or I want to do this or I want to do that. Um, I, I want to get this degree or, or I, I want to drop out of school or whatever. And you, you go through all that. Well, that's the first time. Well, there only can be a first time one time. Right. So, so act two uh, for me became about evaluating, okay, based on all the decisions that were made in the first part of my, my life here, um, do I do, and there's another show it's somewhere here too, but do I want to stay pot committed just because, and you can define that term better than me for everybody, but just because I made all those decisions in act one, does it mean I have to continue down that road if I don't like it or if I don't think they were good decisions or if now I could make a better decision? All right. Um, so there, you know, there's this day to day drift that we all have, you know, Hey, I do this. I work for this company or I own this business and hey, this is it. Right. And 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 progress means I'm gonna do better. I'm gonna do better at owning the business. I'm gonna do better at being a better husband. I'm gonna do better at these things. And act two became about questioning what do you really want to do better in? That's right. Well, and it <clears throat> it was uh being able to make decisions with having you know, experience behind you to make a better decision. Act one, you're, you got your whole future in front of you. We, we define that as sort of 
you're the teenager, college, early marriage, you really don't have a lot of data points behind you. Uh, you're moving towards something and you're not looking back. Not many 18-year-olds are reflecting back, right? Act two, you start reflecting. You start looking backwards. And uh, that show for me, and I was trying to get the, the actual episode number here uh, that we're discussing. Uh, it's not showing me all of them on one page. I got to continue to go through the pages. But uh, for me, it was recognizing that we're in a shift, that, we're, that we have moved. We are people, you know, they call it the midlife crisis. <laughs> and, and, well, it's because you're in a position now where you are, are, are peering back across your life and figuring out what you did wrong, what you did right. And that's, that's humbling. It's very humbling. Here it is, episode 11. Wow, was it that early? Yeah, episode 11, act, uh, part one, uh, actually, episode 10 was part one of act two, and episode 11 was part two. Mm-hmm. We brought in Randy Dodd to discuss the second mm-hmm. half of this, and, uh, and it was a, it was a, it was a, a beautiful, uh, you know, thing to think about that you are now in a position that other people are looking at you and what could we do different? And and what and what is the what is Act Three going to look like? Because we get to choose that, right? That's right. You know, we I don't know how much I chose early on, except to run hard and make sure I pounded enough nuts in the bank. Right. I, I don't know that I got to. Cho- I feel like I really chose who I was going to be and and what I was going to be known for and and all that. I feel like I feel like that evolved. I feel like now we can actually choose. Well, you, you you had to go get the experiences. You didn't really have the data to choose, right? Um, so, so I think that's the cool part about Act Two is is you actually have the I've been there, I've done that, I know what that experience is like for me. I thought it was about making money, um, and now I've found out that yeah, look, you know, again, don't you ever say it's not about making money? Then I think you're lying a little bit, but. It's about making money, but it's about how I do it, right? It's about how I spend my time. It's about how making that money gets in my head space and how quickly I can get it out and move on to something else. So, and again, I love Act 2. I highly recommend that. So you said uh, number 10, episode that 10? That was uh, 10 and 11. 10 and 11. I, I'm just, I've got them here in, in front of me on the Apple podcast platform. Right. right. And the one that I'm looking at here, I hadn't thought about this prior to us uh, just going through the episodes here, but... I changed out the board of directors a little bit in my life over the over the last little bit. I don't really have, and I so, so what episode was that? Let's talk about this mm. um, episode sixteen. It's entitled "The Impact of a Coach, a Counselor, or Board of Directors in Your Business." Whoa! Oh, the, the big truth is is trying to get out. You can't keep it out. Whoa! <laughs> you, you you've turned Whoa. the show on. You've turned it on. Oh, talking about property management. Goodness gracious. I was just trying to get the thing. You hit the how, button. How, how did you get in there to see the episodes without hitting play? <laughs> Apple uh, Podcasts hasn't been too friendly to me here. So the, the impact of a coach, counselor, or board of directors on your business. Now, we, we talked about business here, but we related it to life too. And this is a term you and I use a lot. And I, I tell you what, if we were – coaching 
which who knows, maybe that's in the future. Possibly. Uh, if, if we were coaching small business owners, uh, one, of the, one of the things I would want them to leave with early on is who are your board of directors? Who are your influencers in your business? By the way, in your life, I mean, we, we use this term small business. You can interchange this with, with your life. I mean, anybody that runs a small business understands that. But yeah, for, so for me, how does that, how does that episode impacted is I've got a little different influence. Um, I've got, uh, just on a real nuts and bolts level, I have swapped out uh, CPAs since we started doing the show based on the fact that the old CPA, um, frankly, just wasn't, wasn't cutting it. And and I'm actually a couple of layers deep, and I, I had to go learn. You know, again, in Act 1, I had to learn. I had to make all the mistakes. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And now with Act 2, it became obvious that that is, that's a pretty big influence, a tax advisor in your small business, that this, by having the wrong person on that board of directors, I mean, over, I don't even want to think about it. sometimes gaps and just, yeah. you, you have a gap in it. You just and have you, a gap. And you're, and you're, you're, right. you're making decisions without good information. That's right. And that board fills in, in those gaps. And let's, let's kind of go in order here. So if yep. somebody's following along, I, I want to make sure we, we are in the beginning and moving down through the episodes because one of the ones that I feel like even before, even before we got into Act Two, um, it was the biases. <laughs> yeah. It was the biases episodes, yeah. uh, episodes fives and five and six, where we had Dan the Man on five, and and then we carried it on on episode six, and we we took a deep dive into how really how powerful biases are and we and we we recognized in the episodes how many of them that there are that that maybe we didn't give credibility to prior to the episodes and so um i think we we have become we're, we're thoughtful anyway this is why we do this show we're very thoughtful we, we 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 never want to stand so firm by what we believe that we're not willing to bend with new information and that's a premise of the show. And and so in order to do that, you have to identify how the personal biases that you may have are affecting your filter. They're affecting your paradigm. And you're filtering most everything through those. G- give me an example in your life. Uh, when when well, you hit the pause button or you changed your mind based on recognizing that that existed in your life. Well, I, you know, I, I, I'm going to give you one just that came to hit that came to mind that it's not necessarily my life, but it's something I, I did engage with, especially as a, as a non-Christian early on. And because I was a non-Christian and, uh, and now am, I actually still am very careful that I have the, that I don't let biases affect my thinking. I really actually still want to put everything on the table. Well, I've talked to many Christians or people of other faiths, for that matter, where the, 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 the pre-answer to every question has a book and page in the Bible pre-filtering that answer, okay? Now, I'm not calling the, the, the Bible not true. That's not the point here. The point is, is that I need to recognize, and whoever that person is, need to recognize in the conversation 
if everything is through a certain filter, then you have a major bias in, in, in that conversation. You are not actually allowing everything to be put on the table to challenge your basis of thinking. Okay. And so that, cause so, it, it, it could actually <clears throat> grow your faith and enhance your position. If, uh, if you would unequivocally, it it's, it's yep. actually how I, how I pursue faith is if, 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 if Christianity and my belief in Christ can hold itself up to the greatest of challenges, then it must be true. And so I don't, I don't, pretend that I need to cart sell blank just take everything as is unchallenged you're not an unbeliever by challenging what you believe right that's a premise of the show challenge what you believe and biases um really have come into play and so you know if you're if uh, you, you can name it man I mean if you're if you're an addict or a former addict well you've had to create certain biases within yourself just to not be an addict again. And, and so your, your filtration of a conversation could be really off base for what we're talking about, because you are, you're having to block yourself out from a, from a whole series of thoughts, not to expose maybe something within you. And so it's, it's just powerful. Well, in, in, in today's world, we see this over and over again with people getting offended. Mm, mm. I mean, they're, they're, they're walking into a conversation or, or in a room predisposed, um, huge bias based on who's talking or, or the, the topic. And it's almost like no matter what's said, then somebody's offended. I'm going to challenge the audience on that. If you find yourself getting offended often, you have a lot of biases built in. And you're not allowing yourself to be a real true thinker and free thinker. You're actually pre-biased to defend the position you already believe to be true. And that's dangerous. And so I don't get offended by much. To, to say I never get offended is ridiculous. I mean, if somebody was just abhorrent to my wife or something like that, sure. I mean. Right. But you just about can't say anything to me or, or, or say anything about something or somebody else. And I get offended. I mean, because... I first always want to identify where, what is the, where are they coming from? Mm -hmm. Why do they potentially believe this to be true? Right. I want to understand that and, and don't, don't suppress what they believe just because I don't agree with it. That's no. a, that's a bad premise. So if you're getting offended, I, I, I can't stand the culture we're in where everybody's getting offended. It's ridiculous. Well, We're creating not, laws out of people getting offended. It's not productive. Give me a break. It, 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 it's hiding the truth. And the idea of this show, I mean, this, the, the show is born out of if we embrace the truth, as hard as it may be, as, as much as it may run against the grain of our own biases or our, our own uh, you know, uh, wants or, or desires, that somewhere through that pain of the truth is something we can grab onto and grow and get to another side and actually actually improve right so if you're if you're holding on to that that bias position and it's all about just defending it then the truth just flies by you a hundred miles an hour and, and you can't grab onto it and you can't grow right so it's kind of an anti-growth and if you believe you're sitting on the truth here's where the Using the word truth is dangerous, and I haven't 
we haven't talked about this on the show a lot. But our show has truth in the name, but the danger around the the identity of truth is if you believe you are sitting on it, then you very well are the person is you're the one that's actually not doing the listening. You're not in a position to accept a, an alternative thinking. So I love the idea of the continuous pursuit of the truth, but not that I'm necessarily always sitting on it. And I think a lot of people do operate in a world where they think they're sitting on the truth. Oh, for sure. And so they're much more interested in defending their truth, That's what true. you hear. I hate the term their truth. Right. There is an absolute, there are absolute truths in the world. Right. But they're more interested in defending um, their truth right. than, uh, than than becoming a knowledge seeker and challenging their own their own yeah. thinking. Well, so, I, agree. I mean, yeah. I think that was huge in the early part of our show, and you know, we we had some other shows that kind of spun off of that, and we talked about humility. Um, probably need to revisit that one. I mean, humility is just one of the most powerful soft skills you can have. We talked about that. Uh, I, I thought that for me. That was good. I, I need to, you know, I think in, in many instances, humble myself. Because I do, you know, I honestly, I spend so much time learning things. I, I believe I probably do sit on the truth. Mm-hmm. It's just not the best way to convey a message to somebody that you're always sitting on the truth, right? You need to be, you need to be humble. That's right. I mean, the, the, the way you, I mean, look, it's the reality. We all know when somebody has delivered the truth to us, uh, in an argument or when we're in an opposing position and the delivery's off. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of time, if you trace that delivery being off, then there, there probably is a lack of humility on the other end. And, and, and why would that be? Because the person delivering the truth, and let's say they're right, let's say they do have the truth, they are delivering it. The manner of delivery uh, is telling me whether or not they actually care that I receive it. I agree with that. You know? That's a, just a beautiful point. I mean, so, look, look, again, challenge our audience. If you are one of those folks that maybe doesn't get the response you're looking for when you're sitting on gold often, it ain't their fault. Mm. It's your fault. Oh, I agree with that. It's your fault. That's right. You know, it's your fault. That's right. If, you, if, if you're walking in with the answer and you actually have the solution and you're not gaining agreement to that, people aren't agreeing with that, then there's something else going on beyond that conversation, right? Mm-hmm. There's something going on. And so, you know, think about your delivery. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to flip it on the other side and say, and I'm, I, I do my very best with this. I'm not great with it, but I'm, I'm, I do my very best with this. Just because someone told you something with poor delivery doesn't mean you should write it off Absolutely either. Absolutely true. Absolutely and... True. And that's easy to do. That's right. Oh, he was an asshole when he said yeah, it to me, so right. screw him. Right. No. No, I'm, I'm, I really try hard. I know he was obviously very frustrated when he said that to me. Right. But there's got to be some foundational of, of he's just, he, I know he, he's not a butthole. Right. He's a good guy. So it came from somewhere, and I need to at least dig in and see where it came from. When, when, when you say that, I think of presidential elections. Oh gosh, it just comes to mind. Whereas, whereas it ends up overwhelming now again, you know, pushing aside of recent history, but overwhelmingly, I think 
the most likable guy that you want to see do well, kind of irregardless of party, has, has won as you trace elections back. I mean, there's been some duds, right? Um, but but o- overwhelmingly, you hear a guy speak, and you're like, man, that, that guy seemed to feel empathy from him. I feel like he's empathizing with my particular. He's kind of speaking to me here. Okay, wait a minute. Now he's got my attention. Like, it's, it's hard to move past. Often, that's the guy. Now, what's interesting is perhaps his actions don't line up with the speech. Mm-hmm. Often, his actions don't actually line up. But that, that word and that delivery is so powerful, it'll move people to vote for a guy who's actually never done any of the stuff he's talking about doing, has no intent to do it. To do it, he just knows deliveries. Oh man, so yeah, you're 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 talking about yeah. There's so much deceit that occurs because you're paying attention more to his smooth, beautiful delivery than you are to the content of what he's saying. And and again, I, I I agree that delivery matters. It's just we don't need to be a society where. That's the only thing that matters. It can't, it can't be. You've because sometimes people are just freaking frustrated and they're pissed off and they got to get a message. And, and, and by the way, if you're a conservative in this country, you you have to fight all of big tech and all of big media for your message to get through. So what do you do? You, you start getting a little bit angry and pissed off that, that your message gets cut off when the other side doesn't. And so... Be careful to dismiss what what uh, what you're hearing because of delivery. That's a that's yeah. Um, the next one that I feel like you jump in whenever you want to, but I'm going on number thirteen here. I was about Ep- to do that. Uh, that, that was mine. Episode three, and we didn't say episode. Uh, the ones that were uh, the biases were were number five and six. Humility was seven. Skip on down here to 13, which was a cool one. 13, the rebound. How to get excited about your business again. Man, anybody listening, does that does that resonate in any way, the rebound? We were sitting there in the property management business, middle of COVID. Hmm. Well, we, here it is, July 24th of 2020. We had already heard that the end of the world was near. <laughs> it was over. <laughs> it was over. <laughs> and yeah. And... Tenants had learned that they didn't have to pay their rent. <laughs> and uh, we're sitting here wondering, how in the world can you get excited about this business? And it occurred to us that maybe we should do a show on that called The Rebound. And uh, got some feedback from some listeners that that, that, one was a, that was a really powerful one for them as well because you've been in your business 20 years. And, and uh, how do you get up? today like you did when you first started that business that was the premise how do you have the same attitude towards your day like you did when you thought you were going to conquer the world with it you thought you were going to solve the world's greatest problems everything is different (laughs) everything is different you know 20 years in business everything about the guy that's waking up and getting in the car and driving to work is just a different guy right? You're just, you've changed so much. So 
You know, we were talking earlier about a possible show topic around the idea of how dopamine works in your brain. It this, kind this, of ties into this. This could bit. be an upcoming show, and I, I think it does because you know the early phase. And this is why some pe- people they say, "Oh, I'm a serial entrepreneur." Well, what they're saying is, I think if you pull that curtain back a little bit, the rebound sort of reveals that. I, I I really want a new dopamine rush because I'm not getting one in my current business. That's exactly what the serial entrepreneur. I mean, it's it, it's me. Why have That's I never Why yeah. have I never grown a, a you know a, a 25 million dollar business? Because I need a new dopamine rush. I gotta have a hit man. with a new with a new strategy, a new personnel, new something. Uh, H- Huey Lewis in the news. I need a new drug. <laughs> I need a I new need drug. a new drug. <laughs> one and one made me feel good. <laughs> I knew I'd get that. Yeah, that's a good song. So uh, the rebound, and and I'll tell you, the rebound actually has a theme in it. I don't know how much we've talked about this on the air. We've talked about it off the air quite a bit, and we'll probably talk about it with Dopamine, the Dopamine show, which we've already pre-announced we're doing that show. Uh, There's a theme in the rebound here that we need to underscore, and it's this idea. We have many shows that touched on this. It's... How can we identify a behavior or a thought or a feeling that we really want to be a part of of our day and our week and our month that requires some form of of a dopamine rush or a crisis or something to, 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 to get the behavior? You know, so we talked, we had a show on that. We talked about, um, you know, why does it need to take a crisis to get you to operate in the same way you would operate in a crisis? Are you are you moving shows now? I'm not. I'm not. What, what I'm saying is... Because I feel like we did have a show on that. We did. What I'm saying is, is the rebound was the beginning of that, mm. of that ideology, well, which, which is this. It's, I felt something special when I first started this. That's right. How... What are the strategies strategies by which I can feel that same special down the road? And this is why I think Act Two resonated and had such staying power, because the the rebound is married with Act Two, right? No I question. Mean, I, I'm going to basically restructure my business to where it's new again. I, I'm I'm anxious to get to it. Or I tell you what, now here's the backdrop to all all these kind of questions that we asked ourselves, and and we'll, we need to at some point reveal one of the big things we did. Can I actually do that in my current business based on who I am mm. now? Yeah, let's go ahead and teaser. Not going to tell you yet. It's thirty minutes in. We have an announcement to make here at the, at the end of the show that that was a culmination of, of all these shows. I mean, it, it it's right? altered our lives. Here. Altered our lives. Yeah. And so <clears throat> the rebound. Big part of that. I believe it also identified in that show, among other shows, that you can, you can, you can redirect course. Just because you have a, a, a little bit of a freight train kind of moving you along doesn't mean that's the, that's, that's where you got to keep going. That's right. Right. You can. You can have new personnel that can lighten the place up. You can, um, we talked about environment, I believe, in that show and other shows. You can radically change your environment and the feel of your brand and and give yourself new, a new rush, yeah, you, a new a new a new you know excitement around what, what you're doing. That's definitely a subtopic of that show. Is just rebranding your business. 
I mean, getting excited about it, taking all the information you have now. You didn't have that information when you opened the doors. You, you got it now, and you can rebrand it, kind of get it excited again. All right, uh, I'm, I'm going to jump ahead unless unless fourteen. So that was thirteen. Mm-hmm. The rebound, um, fifteen. So July thirty first of twenty twenty. We're still marinating, kind of in the beginning of COVID, and it's all catastrophe at that point. I mean, it's just we were in the summer and we were in, we were being told it was horrible and the world needs to shut down, but we were also being told wait till the winter. It's going to be even worse if you remember. You know that was kind of the headlines of the day, and we said, hey. Uh, Well, the topic is, the show name is The Effects of COVID-19 on Your Business, Clearing Your Headspace in Chaos. And while this show had COVID-19 in the topic, it really was a great show just about what happens in bad markets or good markets or when there's there's a hundred more people that showed up to eat today in, in your restaurant and you don't have capacity or when nobody showed up. Like in the middle of chaos, that show was about leadership was really what that show was about. And it was also about, even what I just mentioned on a rebound, it was about in chaos, there's some clarity sometimes that comes through. And we wish that it didn't take chaos yeah. to get clarity. Again, but what do you learn from the clarity that you may have gotten in the chaos and how can you apply that down the road? So many people learn lessons like that. So many people learned what really mattered mm-hmm. in their business. Boy, I mean, I th- I, you know, if there's, you know, anything good that came out of K- at COVID and I think, I, I think, you know, there's a lot of lives that, 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 that didn't make it through K- uh, through COVID and that's, you, you, it's just unspeakable to think about, you know, all the families that were affected but we got to pull some good out of these things, and and it, the good that I think, and, and maybe most would agree here, is that that came out of COVID was that everybody got to pause, even though it was chaotic and and like you don't have no idea what was going to happen, or vaccines coming, how many more people are going to die, what the protocols were going to be, what my business was going to be. The clarity was what was really important got really up close and personal. That's right. You know, all of a sudden families were eating dinner again. Families were talking about some things they hadn't seen, you know, talked about in a while. Um, you, you start figuring out what's important and what's not. That's right. And uh, you, you were forced to slow down. You yeah. weren't given a choice. Like, you, you know, you can't leave the house during some parts of this, right? You certainly can't conduct business on a normal basis. Um, but we also talked about in that show that COVID-19 can't be a crutch for failure neither. You can't continue to hide behind, well, you know, it's COVID. It's, I mean, we can't do it because of COVID, Joe. We just, you know, so, so the creativity came out of entrepreneurs and business owners in COVID-19 too, as far as good things that happened. They, they started learning, Hey, wait a minute. I, I, I got to. I do have to figure out at the end of the day how to make the cash register ring. Uh, maybe we're going to start making deliveries. And, and, and now those restaurants are still delivering, right? And, and we'll now have made that a part of their business plan. Um, so, yeah, so I, I felt like that one was a huge, uh, huge difference maker in, in leadership in the midst of chaos and not making excuses was kind of my takeaway. Yeah, yeah. 
won't say much on this one, but the very next show was the power of empathy in the art of negotiations. That really wasn't a show about negotiations. I don't think we've really done a show on negotiations. Probably not. It was really about empathy. Right. And, uh, you know, why did we, why, why were, why were we in such a, a reflective mode there? Um, and you, it, well, we were in COVID once again, and, uh, we needed to be empathetic. You know, you may not have been facing challenges that other folks have been cha- facing. Um, and so that that alone puts you in an empathetic mindset. And it just reminded me that when you are working through a deal or a sale or a negotiation, if you have real empathy to the other side, if you really care about them as people, then you're in a you're in a position you're actually in the power position because because most of the time the other side doesn't care about you that's right but if you can if you can care about them and your side and create this win win thing that occurs uh, it's very powerful in negotiations we won't go much deeper into that so we've already talked about COVID that was fifteen episode sixteen you mentioned board of directors we also talked about coach counselor and the great Sherry Dodd but. Really great show, Sherry Dodd from uh, Advanced Global Coaching. She just enlightened us That's right. in some areas that I thought were powerful in terms of, you know, difference in coaching and counseling and, mm-hmm. and get just, just really uh, just gave us a bunch of nuggets there. Uh, I would encourage everybody to, to listen to Episode 16, uh, The Impact of a Coach Counselor with Sherry Dodd. Uh, moving on through. Uh, Clay Cuts did a show with us. He did? did a couple of shows with us. And the first one was episode 18, Mindset. And uh, he was, he's an interesting bird. He's a uh, business coach, therapist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he had some pretty uh, poignant things to say and some pretty, uh, you know, definitive ways to say it and 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 he was a man that he he believed he brought truth he he interjected some some psychology and how the mind worked right and and into this whole thing so he did he did and he uh we had some good debating on that show i believe which we we, we challenged clay a few times and he he answered the call on that i thought those were both of his shows were uh, really entertaining we 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 believe in in debate we really do debates what gets you to uh to the end here, to the you know to the to the to the real answer really. It's a good debate. Uh, there was a quote I heard the other day. God, I wish I I wish I wrote it down because it was beautiful. But it was something on on the order of, you know, when debate is no longer accepted, uh, we're in bad we're in bad trouble. Oh, of course. We're we're, we're not. What's we, a we're 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 tyranny, right? I mean, it is. Yeah. It's tyranny. Uh, when 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 debate is no longer tolerated, you're heading towards uh, the wrong kind of society, which we have examples of in in the world here. So, uh, what what's uh, what's the next one here that? Well, the next one that on just ju- jumps out at me as I uh, I don't know how much this in terms of impacted decision making, but I thought was a, a great show was. Uh, Oh, where is he at? I just went by a motorcycle racer runs a passion play business interview with Tim Morris mm. of value cycle. He had some, he had some principles there that were underscored with some principles that you had 
that you believe very strongly. Well, I, which I, is uh, the one man band? In, in some ways, he's a great representative of the one man band. He is. Um, now, <laughs> now he. I, I don't know that. Uh, uh, God bless him. I don't know that Tim completely defended the one man band position when we no, that, pressed that. Wasn't, that wasn't the show. It wasn't really the show. It wasn't <clears> really <throat> the show. Um, but I, I'll say this: when you go to Value Cycle, and you're a you're a customer Absolutely. of Value Cycle. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, I don't have a cycle, but I've been there a couple of times. This guy right here is just engaging. I mean, you can't walk in there and do business and not kind of get to know him. And 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 he'll tell you his story and how he got in. And listen to that episode 24 is the episode. Um, but a, a great example of a guy who, by the way, was a was a physician's assistant by trade. That's right. And and still has that that <laughs> yeah. you know and and and, and, I mean, and can be on call. But chooses to do this. So, so what is Value Cycle? He, I don't know if he sells new, but he repairs. Motorcycles. No, he's, he's just a service center for for motorcycles. He repairs motorcycles. He has one mechanic and him. It's yeah, two his, guys. His, his story was kind of a great story. You know, these days the term side hustle is such a huge term. I'm going to do a side hustle. Well, he he was a physician's assistant who started doing a little bit of a side hustle with the motorcycles. It was his passion play. It, he just that's loved. what we named it. That he he was a motorcycle racer. I mean, that's he what, this dude. That's was right. running motorcycles at 180, 200 miles an hour. He starts selling. You know? He starts buying and selling used motorcycles, and then starts making more money than he does as a physician. Starts and then decides to lean into it. So I, I won't do the whole deal, but a uh, cool. You should should listen but, to but, that. But guy. that was the the that was the beauty in the business that 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 led us down the road of because we, we probably around that time. This that's October of twenty twenty. We we were talking about you know how do you enjoy what you do and, and, and what are examples of that? Right. He's an example, man. I mean, this guy didn't express any stress to me. I, mean, I know he's got it, yeah. but well, because he's so daggum good at what he does, because he's so interested in what he does, by the way, I mean, his interest level is a huge part of his success here. So he's so interested in what he does. He don't, he doesn't, it's so weird because it's not off-putting in any way, but you understand when you're there, he just don't really need you. He's got a bunch of yous <laughs> because right. he's so daggum good. At he's created he a demand yeah. here where he gets to pick his clientele. And that's right. That's episode 24. Oddly enough, we we roll right into 25 with self-imposed stress <laughs> of the business owner. I think because we did pretty good at this one. Just I think so. And I, I think what what I started to recognize after twenty some odd shows is I put a lot of self imposed stress on myself. Like, like how much of this stress is external, <laughs> and how much of it is me? There's no doubt. And can I not? Can I not actually solve for the part that I actually have control over? Right. Not a bad thought. And then you would talk to other folks who would say the stuff that you don't have control over, you shouldn't stress about that because you don't have control, you don't have control over. over. That's right. So it is about that. That show is about managing the stress you do have control over. And, uh, you know, came at, again, came at the time here where we're, we ourselves are trying to recognize that in ourselves. And, and that's what this show is. It's, this is all stuff we're going through. You had some epiphanies in episode 26 with the art of reconciliation. Well, just as we kind of... In your you relationship. Know, yeah, as we just sort of started going through that show yeah. and, and, and realizing the, uh, 
the stress, I mean, frankly, the stress and the strain of, you know, as a business owner, you meet so many people. You have, uh, you know, a lot of people, even if you're a one-man band, you have a ton of customers, ton of vendors. There's people supporting what you do. There's a whole team around you, even if you're a one-man band. But if not, you got employees that come and go over the years, all right? And at the end of the day, relationships matter. They matter to how you view your business. They matter for your home life. They matter in every area. And what, what we tend not to be good at because of the pace of a small business is looking back and going, wait a minute, that, that guy that just walked out the door there, um, you know, the, I, there's a fractured relationship here. Now, it's not going to affect my business. This might not affect my personal life or whatever, but over time it affects me and it changes how I deal with people. It changes the relationships I have when there's various fractured whether or not I did it or not, right? That, that just knowing there's somebody walking around this earth. So we felt like that was important to introduce to, uh, to, to this topic because there's so many small business owners that develop thick skin because you got to have it to be in this business who write people off. And, and we kind of called that out. The, the beautiful thing that, that came out of that in terms of you is you actually reconciled a couple, two or three relationships. Oh, I, I, at least and you've mentioned it a few times. I mean, these, these I are relationships that, that are, that have, have fostered themselves into some fruit. And, and it all it took was us thinking about That's right. and, and dissecting the importance of relationships and, and, and possibly the, you know, the damages that are caused when you don't reconcile versus how easy it possibly could be to well, that's, reconcile. That's the real learning from that show is that shockingly enough, I'm, I'm not walking around going, hey, I don't want to talk to these people or, hey, I'm going to be upset or angry. Never really thought much about it until I thought, you know, there was a time period where these people were a part of my life and now they're not. And that's not okay. And, and yeah, just a simple hey, what are you doing next week? You got you got time to go to lunch? Just shocking to me. And a simple acknowledgement that you may think that you were not in the wrong, but the art of reconciliation in your relationships, episode 26, was about you take the first step. Irregardless. You take yeah. the first step and you own that somewhere this went wrong and and I want to I want to put on the table that I'm you're important to me, and and I'm willing to 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 give up and and and, and apologize and do what I need to do because you're important to me. And that alone, just saying those words simply alone, breaks down the defenses. Because by you know if you haven't reconciled with somebody in years, oftentimes people don't even know why. It fell out. Well, well, well right? didn't, didn't you have the reconciliation uh, with, um, or you had a phone call where you, you attempted to, and the individual passed away Yes. soon after this? It's my uncle. Your uncle. So how, I mean. I sent him <laughs> in in the in the middle of that show or right before the you show. Right after show. I mean, it was in the middle yeah. of the show, I think. You did. I texted him. In fact, my last text to my uncle was that text. We had not now. Me and him didn't have an issue that I knew of. Right. It was out of other family issues. What happened was is I hadn't talked to my uncle in years, and then my uncle dies of COVID. Mm. Never got the conversation. Mm. So, and that just it, it it just 
he's my favorite uncle of all. He's my favorite uncle. He was my favorite uncle growing up. He was the guy that got on the floor and played right. blocks and army men with me. Right. But so you know, and and, and you take know the what? first steps. And, and, and although things went great for me, <clears throat> that is certainly on the table in general, right? That you'll that somebody will ghost you. They're not ready yet, or, That's right. or whatever else is going. But you on. do your part. You do your part. You have the piece that you actually took the step, right? And I want I want I want to mention this because. Much of our shows, they're about not you affecting change in someone else, although that can occur, but they got to be ready. It's really about when you do what you're supposed to do, the change that affects in you. That's right. And, and so many of our shows touch on this, and it's, it's just powerful. Now, maybe our best show of all time was episode 27, You Weren't Available. It's the basics of the house flipping <laughs> business by by I'm none even, other than Joe Watkins. I'm not even sure that show should. should I'm not sure be that, that Travis actually listened to this show, but for those of you that are interested in house flipping, let me tell you, it's broken down for you. Don't, Mo- we, have, don't we have another podcast? Moving on. <laughs> we move on. I'd go to 29 as I far agree. as flagship. I agree. That's a flagship show. I agree. What are the blind spots in your small business? Gosh. What's a blind spot, Joe? Explain explain that. Well, it's the place where you have tunnel vision. Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. Just one that we all can relate to. There's a local restaurant. I already know. That we love the food. This is a weird one. We only go to this place. We actually don't go to this place because the people are all that friendly. They're not. We don't go to this place because the environment is all that warming. It's not. We don't go to that place because the bathroom's clean. Definitely not. In fact, if their food wasn't as exceptional as it is, we wouldn't even put, that would never be in the, in the plan to ever go to this you, place. You'd go one time and never come back. So, thankfully, they have good enough food to, to, to get some customers that place should be slammed full. That's right. So, so what are the blind spots? Well, many business owners operate from the mentality that the investment that I made 10 years ago when I opened the business sustains my business. And the idea that I'm going to have to rebrand, re, repaint, remodel, we're talking about a restaurant, by the way. Rebrand, remodel, put new tables in, maybe even refinance to be able to do that. What are you talking about? I've, I've paid for this building. I've, I own this building. Or I, I, did, I spent $50,000 back then. I, like, Almost an entitlement. shouldn't have to do that yeah. again. Well, wrong. Uh, what so many of the bigger businesses recognize is the reinvestments are what not only sustains any relative current revenue, but usually significantly adds an additional massive amount of revenue. When you tell your customer, I care enough about you to make my space valuable to you. Because when you don't do a damn thing, and you ain't paying your building in 15 years, and you don't have the decency of cleaning the bathroom 
in, a, in, in the same kind of way you'd clean your own bathroom at the house and be, and be comfortable with, you are communicating to your customer every single time they come in, you don't care about them. That's right. And so I'm only tolerating this particular business, I'm not going to mention the name, because their food is, is, is good enough. I want to taste that food. But they piss me off in every other way. Every other way. You have to you have to look over it. It's almost comical. And I, I thought you were going to talk about another one uh, that's mm. a fairly local place who has equally, You know the one I'm talking about. Oh, I know the one you're talking yeah. about. But but the other one is no longer in business. Oh, we can talk about that then. That way, you know, I mean, that they are... Uh, well, they, they moved. They moved. Yeah, they moved because they weren't sustainable for really the, Not the for size. That, no, place and the, they but had. they could have been. Oh my goodness! They could have because their food was incredible. Oh yeah, so there's a place down here. I don't want to slam it uh, down south here, and it's a meat been, and two. It's been around called a meat and two. This place, I do a little description of it. Um, I'm okay with that because it has a little bit of a unique thing. Um, and me saying this won't affect these people. Do you will stand in the line uh, for half an hour almost any time you go to their restaurant they have a they have what's called a lazy susan in the middle of the table mm. and they put the food on it and it's country cooking i know that one and people love it and i'm one of the only ones who who, who I, I don't i've just had a lot better food the place that went out of business at this location that we're discussing that's still in business at a new one but uh Food was way better. Their food is way better. Way better. Than this place that's been but in business. But the experience, good. not it's so nowhere, much. Nowhere near. Nowhere near. So, so yeah, that's that's the point. Is uh, It's kind of a... Is the blind spot, is the blind spot the assistant that you've had working for you for 15 years? You think she's rather cute. You think she deserves raises because she's been loyal. You're comfortable. But she's actually a little... Can I say bitchy on the phone? Well, she she she's undermining the business, perhaps, or or he, Joe, Joe, well, okay. Joe, or he. Oh, okay, he's an ass. Or they, or are, are, are under. <laughs> no, under my, I don't talk they. Not on this show. Hey, we don't use days. Hey, hey, no, hey. Well, well, there could be multiple people undermining no. your business. Okay, then we can use that. So, you know, a blind spot can be. I don't want to do the work to fire the bad assistant because now I've got to interview new people. I've got to, you know, go through the whole process. You go with a new employee and maybe you're not saying that overtly, but maybe that's part of the blind spot is I'm the blind spot, right? I'm the one that's not seeing that it's my own selfishness. Let's keep In fact, you've been a blind spot for a long time in our I business. Have been. I have finally, I finally cured. I that. called it out and it was a, it was a song that I called it out on. And, uh, you know, I, just to give you a little brush of the song, I wrote this song. Oh, wow. Here we go. And, and, and to, 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 to basically display his blind, Travis's wow. blind spot. Wow. It ain't easy, but it's worth it. It ain't easy, but it's worth it. It ain't easy, you're the one with the plan. Yeah! Early to bed now. Get up, baby. Early to rise. Go get that worm, but never compromise. Takes more than you think, not more than you got. Go get yourself up. This is your shot. It ain't. All right, you got the point. Point was that 
asking. The blind spot in our business for many, many months was Travis not wanting to get out of bed. <laughs> And and, and, is, and, uh, and going to get the very worm that account. I knew, that I knew Travis was, gosh, more than capable of this getting is, the worm. This is such a biased and so, uh, representation. But I just wanted to, to underscore you are correct. You very well may be the blind spot in your business. That's a great show. I would go listen to that show. I think, think you should go listen to that show again. Well, uh, I actually, part of... Part of all that is why the board of directors were so important, and why I removed you from, from the board of directors. So, so let's let's keep let's keep rolling. Let's keep rolling. We've got um, oh wow, uh, you versus your business plan. Time to get real. Did you skip one of your favorite shows just now? Which one did I skip? Which one? Did you skip Beauty or Beast? Art of Influence, Reflection. No, I didn't skip that. Mm, okay, where's that? That's later. Oh, did I move down too far? I don't oh. know. We may just have time. Blind here, spot but... was twenty nine, and uh, thirty one was Beauty or Beast. Thirty one. Mm-hmm. Oh, I definitely missed it then. Yeah, I mean, Beauty or Beast. You know, you and and I. Here is what I appreciate about you, Joe, is at the time this show was kind of over your head. <laughs> I sort of, I sort of did this episode thirty one for those that are. You were you were solo on that one. I mean, I, you know, guys, have you ever you ever been in math class and the teachers talking and you realize that there's maybe two people in the room that actually know that equation? Joe was not in the room. That day. <laughs> I know we, we, he, we he, probably should have retitled that one because you. I think what you wanted to 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 communicate there was, is, do you have a beautiful business? Define that because I think this this has been you've referenced I think because you came up with this title or this show you've referenced this more which you're biased but you've referenced this show more than any other show won't you tell them what that means it it, it keeps coming up because when your show is or when when your when your business is ugly and repulsive when it's a beast right then it's hard to want to go spend time with the beast. Now, the beauty, when when she's beautiful, right? Or he. Boy, we, or we're, they. We're, looking, we're looking for any excuse to spend time with beauty. And so why don't you want to go to work every day? Why don't you want to work at it like you used to? As often as this thing is actually turned into an ugly part of your life. And that's the idea behind Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, so it was a business about attitude. How do you view your business? Do you focus on the negatives or the positives? And then, I mean, really breaking it down, are you selling a beast or are you selling a beauty? Because we all feel much better. And the dopamine show is going to talk about it when we sell a beauty. Well, no doubt. Yeah. Quick, yeah. Quickly after that, I, quick mention here, episode 32, I see you for me was was – I still think about just those three words. I see you. And just, you know, what did that mean uh, to us at the time? It was, do you, do you actually view, and maybe, maybe beauty and beast kind of ties in here. Do you actually view your customers, your vendors, your employees? Are you seeing those as those folks as people? 
Or are you putting them in as another number? Are they a number in the millions of people that you, you know, or the thousands or the hundreds of people you serve? Or is that inner individual interaction being viewed by you as that? Because when a customer can feel like that you actually did see them, that you actually did make a mention. Now, I, I beat up the restaurant before. We didn't say the name. But I will say that on occasion, the owner sees me. True. Not with a ton of excitement. I think right. she's done with the business. Right. Well, the, the, the owner's relatives are certainly done with the business, and they will tell you. They're done. <laughs> They're done. Um, but on occasion, she has she enough spunk to say, like she did today. On the sure. We ate there. I didn't eat there with you. I ate there yesterday, and on the way out the door, you know what she said? A little funny. She said, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so she pulled well, one she, off. She knows she's got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she does. Yeah, I, I see you as important. I mean, whenever you go to a, a place of business and you feel like they made this for me, right? This is perfect for me. I love this. I love this atmosphere. I mean, that's there's nothing like it. Right. And if you and if you're working somewhere and you're by the way, if your employees feel that way, that the boss sees them and this is the great environment, mm. this is the perfect environment for them. then guess who they're taking care of? Guess who also feels seen in that environment? You will get, you know, you will reap what you sow. That's right. Um, if you're if your people feel seen. They will represent you well. That's right. And. uh you know, we, we attempted here in 35 and 36. Uh, no, I'm sorry, 34 and 35. We attempted to dissect the psychology and the importance of that in your business, especially in the sales process. Um, I think 35 has got some real nuggets in it. Uh, like to redo the show. You know, we're not perfect here. but we have Terry on again. We need to have Terry on again. The guy's got some gold, but there, there's some stuff there. Uh, moving on down, we're we're probably hitting. Well, uh, just, just just out of fun, you get the whiskey barrel side hustle to me was an interesting guy. I, I, I don't our, know. our only professionally videoed episode that, that we didn't ever release, never the video. That one. But we, we did a production. Kind of like those old Missing Beatles songs <laughs> <laughs> at this point. It's unreleased. When we're very famous and. Pop, we're going to release these. This, this guy buys whiskey barrels straight from the distillery and kind of repurposes these things, sells them, sells them just in that way, just puts them on a truck and sells them. And, you know, I thought it was an interesting business, if nothing else. He was a super exciting guy. Moving on. <laughs> uh, you versus your business plan, I think, was a, a memorable one. Episode 38. Time to get real. What, what did we talk about there? We talked about maybe you should have a business plan. Maybe that would be a good one, good place to start. Get real. You don't, you know. Well, let's just say what the, hey, listen, I actually wrote these. Let's just read it. Oftentimes, when we talk about business plans, we really don't qualify what the purpose of the plan is. For example, getting a loan from a bank may require a financially heavy business plan to make sure you get the loan. As always on the big truths, we will discuss the real important aspects of a real business plan. 
that incorporates you and your team in that plan. So, you know, that one probably has some nuggets here. Well, that, for, that, that was a very corporate sounding deal there. I mean, well, you know, you could, you could be writing I, for Microsoft. I can corporately write after I've rewritten it about six times and get my wife to read it too. <laughs> That's what I posted. Cause, cause Travis hasn't contributed to the writing. Well, I'm just been, so you I've, know. I've been bullied out of the writing. <laughs> Demographics versus psychographics. Oh gosh, that was a good that one. Was a good one. What what was that? I one? learned a lot in that one. I did. What was what what was the episode number there? Episode forty. Demographics okay. versus psychographics. Yeah, that and and, and here, here's what's interesting. This is kind of like saying, "Hey, I just bought a red truck." Now I, I'm seeing this conversation all over the place. Now, there there everything now is pointing at psychographics. How does it make somebody feel about? Give, give the audience a quick definition of the two. Well, you know, demogra- demographics is age, race, um, you know, uh, socioeconomic status, right? Uh, psychographics is more about uh, the, the psychology of the buyer, uh, the psychology of your customer. And, and again, how does that actually, you know, make they're reacting on their feelings perhaps for a purchase more so than the fact that I'm a 50-year-old guy. And make no mistake that the more sophisticated marketing strategies of the bigger companies today focus more on psychographics than demographics. Oh, for sure. Facebook doesn't really care how much money you make or, or, or where you live or, or any of that stuff. They, they are very focused in on what your behaviors are. What, what makes you click that button. Yeah, what your behaviors are. That's right. And they, and they analyze and cross-reference your behaviors and then begin to identify, based on that, what, what they should feed you. Now, okay. now, what's interesting about the two is they are married in a certain way is yeah, what we I mean, learned you can't, in that, you can't that episode. can't get rid of demographics. Yeah, yeah, for, for sure. I mean, there, there's, there's validity to both, but they're integrating. They're, they're now able to measure it more than they used to. Used to, demographics is just what you had. But now there's real measurements behind psycho. Like, for instance, I've never seen you in pants that were overly too large with white shoes. Hmm. That's interesting. Because I have those. You don't wear them. <laughs> overly too large with white shoes. What color shoes do I have right now? Those are golf shoes, and they're light gray. Those aren't. Those aren't. Those are not your converse. All right, moving forward. <laughs> How to reprogram the unwanted familiar past. Oh, man. What wow. what episode was that? There's more to that one. We, we, we left Whoa. this 44. Wait a minute. Uh, back up. You've skipped some. I know we're late here, but we're going to keep going. You've skipped some powerful episodes which one, which here. Which one do you like? Episode 41, Brian Cunningham a super energetic interview here, small business guy. And I love, he named the title. He's the only self-named title here on the show. He named the show Failing Forward. Uh, he, he, he Episode sort of, 41. He actually carried the show. He took that show and ran. Did we it. even talk in that show? I mean, I don't know where you were in that show, to be honest with you. <laughs> I was eating but lunch because I, I was just listening. I couldn't keep up. I was just listening. The man had so many nuggets. He had more nuggets in one show than you've had in 48. He is a motivational machine. You know what? Oh, you're, oh, you're, you're proud of it. You want to talk about the last comment? You no, want to stick on that for I don't, a while? I don't. Oh, okay. All well, right. what I am saying... 
<laughs> what I am saying is, why have we not put him in some kind of a brand and made money on him? <laughs> uh, it, 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 it's called just turning the microphone on and just shutting up. Just just let him Jeez. have Jeez. We want more followers. Get get Brian on the show. Good job, Brian. Um, we, and then real quick mention on, on 42, on a war footing in your business. We actually, Good grief. We actually integrated a little edit. Uh, that that is unique to to all the shows. There's a uh, there there's a we we cut in what was the name of it with Mel Gibson? Oh, <laughs> we, we, we did a, we did a little pre work to get some yeah, interjection of of some of some content in there. Professional edit. Wasn't that a Braveheart? Braveheart. Yeah, there's a little clip from Braveheart in that show. That's what I remember about that one. The point of that show again. There's a premise that that, that that circles a lot of our shows. This one had it. When you're in a war footing, everything comes to focus. Everything gets aligned. It's uh, it's kind of what uh, the guy you, the, the TikTok uh, video you showed me today was talking about. Back, you know, 60 years ago, when when you kind of got upset and stressed around it's because you're you know maybe there's a there's a dude outside you know shooting a gun at you now we're stressed over somebody offending us mm-hmm. you know that's bull crap when you're on a war footing all of the precursory stuff that you're get stressed about and you're allowing to control your day goes Go away and you are focused on what winning the war brother because if you don't your whole entire brigade is Dead. Similar to COVID in a, in a lot of it ways, was, right? It was. So, similar to operating a business in chaos. You get real clear on what you need to do. So I, I just love the idea of how can you get in the mindset that, that, that brings clarity and focus. Now, we don't want to live in a stressful world, but, but how, do you, how do you get in that mindset where you have a singular mission and i think that's what that show talks about so on on, on 44 how to reprogram the mm. unwanted familiar past and that's part two i guess part uh, 43 is in order to change your business trajectory you must interrupt you, and, you re- must reprogram, and reprogram right so part part two was the, the other so that, that that ties into act two once again like does. quit Quit allowing the train to push you down the same road. Well, one of the things I remember specifically about that one is the the kind of the research we were doing on it. The guy we were listening to was talking about when you lay down at night. How many how many people do this? You lay down at night. You're getting ready to to go to sleep, and you're kind of reviewing the day. What are you really reviewing during the day? You're not reviewing the good things that you did or the victories you had. You're reviewing the bad things that happened during the day, and how that programming bleeds over into how you're waking up the next morning. Oh, that was cool. No doubt. Um, in fact, this whole episode has made me want to go listen to all of our episodes again. I think no kidding. Guys, let me tell you something that's really interesting. One of the reasons why we did this show was we felt like that we're going to be covering subject matters that we would never have the time and, and opportunity to discuss with our kids. This is a, a, a documentary of their dad's thoughts around some subject matters. Here's what's really weird and interesting. If you've ever done a podcast or anything that you've recorded in the past and revisited, you'll, you'll feel the same way. 
we go back and listen to these shows that happened two years ago or even a year ago, we're going, wow, yeah. Yeah, wow. I mean, it's like some of the stuff we're talking about, we were in the moment of it, and so we were very intentional around that subject right then. Three, six months later, we're like, I don't even remember anything about it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I used to work for Chick-fil-A and we had a big seminar every year and, and they spend, you know, millions and hundreds of millions, tens of millions of dollars a year now to continue to do this where they bring all the operators and spouses and they do a big, you know, deal where you're, 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 you're basically inspiring people. You're getting them to think, you're getting them out of their, their, their environment. Right. And wh- why do they do that? Well, you pretty much are hearing similar information each year, mm-hmm. but you yanked me out of my environment. You, 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 you gave me a hard line to sort of reprogram a little bit, to sort of rethink and realign. And I need somebody to help me realign because the baseline gets off in my daily basis based on what's going on. That's right. Like uh, what, what you're feeling right now in the pain of your business is probably the most important thing to you. It didn't make it necessarily the most important thing, mm-hmm. but that's what we do. We make it the most important thing, even though it may not be. And so, you know, so we go back and listen to these podcasts. And we're like, well, we did that show for a reason. And that gummit, there's some good content in there. And so that that's why, you know, that's why it, we did this. Are, 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 you, are you ready for the reveal? We, yeah, we can do the reveal here. We're an hour and 13 in, and, and all of this led us to some real, real change. Uh, you want to reveal? Yeah. So, um, and, and I'll say in large part, if I had to pick one throughout the whole list that 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 had the impact on this, it would be Act Two. And and the reason I say that because mm-hmm. I've referred in conversation. Mm-hmm. I'll say Act Two like other people know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, this was my Act Two. This is my Act Two. So, our Act Two uh, is we sold our business. Joe and I are no longer partners in a real estate business, in fact. Um, interestingly enough, he's still the qualifying broker uh, to a firm that I'm affiliated with. And if there's any complaints, please send them to Joe Watkins in terms of real estate for me. <laughs> Joseph Watkins. So more specifically, we sold the property Really where we spent business. a lot of time on, and, and the yes, I rent property management. Yes, in I fact, rent, yeah. the first 47 shows say, sponsored by Yes, I Rent. Oh. Yes, sir. They don't sponsor it no more. There's no more sponsor. They're not paying us anymore. No, they're not. So they're being operated by what is, I mean, it, they might be the largest single family uh, property management company in the United States, right? That uh, bought us. Yeah. That bought us. So we, we successfully sold the business. We didn't go out of business. We sold the business. Seven figure sale. Seven seven figure exit. Yeah, pretty. I'm not, I'm not comfortable with the IRS knowing that, but uh, certainly that that's what happened. So there's a big check mark, like it's a positive thing for us. But what does it do to two guys that have been running a small business uh, and have been look? This was our daily conversation. We talked about this thing all day, every day. It permeated. It's it, hurt the podcast going <laughs> forward because we don't have the, we're, the we're problems anymore. Right? anymore. <laughs> but yeah, so so Act Two. But you know how did it happen? So. Act two and, and, and all the other episodes we've been talking about today. So here's what happens when you're sort of revealing truth. It becomes hard to go against it. It becomes hard to know the things that we now know through this podcast and to, and to look in the mirror 
and honestly say, hey, this is what I want to do with the, the next 10 years of my life. Because it, it wasn't, right? I mean, yeah, that's, um, again, um, 48 shows deep, there are some recurring themes that occurred. It's one thing to do one show and, and pull some stuff out on Google and feel like you, you did something. Um, 48 shows in that's dedicated to what's this all about? The truth gets revealed. And so for us, the truth was we hated the property management business. That's right. We hated it. We couldn't turn it into the beauty. No, we couldn't, we couldn't make a beautiful business out of it. We, we didn't, we did not see a long term commitment from ourselves. As funny as we make the song, it ain't easy, but it's worth it. As I said that out of, as I sang that out of frustration at that time, it actually was a revealing of where we really were sitting in this thing. Mm -hmm. It it wasn't easy because we hated it. It it ain't easy because it wasn't actually worth it. Right. It wasn't worth it was the actual truth. The actual truth was. The, uh, what did I say? The, the juice wasn't worth the squeeze or whatever. You know, there's a million sayings around it. But what it's done now, so here, here's the advice I would give to anybody listening who's kind of in that, believe they're in that situation. I think you've got to go through this exhaustive list of, of trying to realize, A, am I the problem? Can I solve me here? Do I have problems in my business that I can solve? Um, do I have blind spots? Am I totally biased? You know, all, all these topics play in it. And as you begin to check them off and go, okay, yeah, you know what? I could actually be a problem. Why is that? Why, why was I not a problem a few years ago? But now, now I, I actually am a roadblock to this becoming a beautiful business. Okay. Maybe that's not the case. Maybe just the nature of the business, uh, is not something you're, Drawing something, and again, maybe the dopamine show will reveal. Uh, well, even I think more, there's also right? a show that that needs to be dedicated to the sell the business and what our thinking was mm-hmm. and where we were at. And I think that you know, so I, I, you know, right. but but the culmination of these shows and these and this thinking was, and you brought a lot of to the table in terms of, I've had a heart attack at thirty seven, thirty seven, thirty two, thirty two, yeah, thirty two, and. Life's not forever. We've seen friends and family and people we know die of COVID. We've seen over and over again people work their whole lives and retire, and then they they die in two years. And we're like, wait a minute, wait wait a minute, wait a minute here. Um, We have an opportunity to to make Act 2 into Act 3, whatever we want. And so let's get intentional about doing that. And so we're not here to retire. We did not say that we're retiring no, what we all. said was if we can get paid to get out of a business we don't enjoy and there's some things we might can do differently let's do it and we did it we believe that everything that we learned through this business and through the businesses we've owned prior to this and kind of our working life that now is actually the time to point that and focus that on something right and and do that next something with all this education that we've had over the last how many ever years and now that has become exciting again. and we're going to reveal on the next show about the sell the business what you you're doing you have a a pointed direction at least for the next very 12 different. months right it's that's, very that's different. so yeah. different guys that 
it's pretty uh pretty explosive and so i think that is the next show it's the cliffhanger i think we've got to uh end it here and we appreciate you listening to the big truths of small business and uh not brought to you by it's not brought to you yes, by the former ownership that we had of yes i rent property management right. uh we'll have to bring it to you by the big truths of small business and do i even have an exit song anymore i need it i need some well, how about this one we got the truths we got the truths we got the big truths of small business we got the truths we got the truths we got the big truths we got the big truths of small business yeah sponsored by joe and travis